We are joined by Salim Wing, MD of Don Valley Reputation Management, and he's also a columnist. Sully, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Hello, hello. Good evening, uh, Patricia, and to your listeners. So, can you hear me? Loud and clearly. Uh, how are things in Switzerland? No load shedding, no problems. It must be gravy. No. It's uh, it's predictable. It's working in a good way. I mean, you, you know what you're going to find tomorrow morning when you wake up. No potholes, no electricity problems, no water shortages, no politicians walking around as if they own us in the world. Well, listen, I wish that was our reality in South Africa. Uh, nothing is predictable here. Um, today we're talking about how we as South Africans are always saying at least, at least... <laughs> at least you know petrol yeah. has gone up but at least we can still catch a taxi uh, yeah. we've been robbed but at least they did not kill us um, you know the, the rand is falling but at least we still have a grant there's always something yeah. we're saying at least for where does this mentality come from and is it not an unsafe way of thinking of life some people explain it as we South Africans being resilient, but the thing is in our resilience, we have lowered the bar over time. It's almost like, you know, the, 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 the famous notorious, the, for the frog in a, the frogs in a slowly boiling uh, pot of water on this, on the stove. So basically things that were not acceptable 10, 15 years ago have become normalized. Yeah, it's at least they didn't kill you, or at least they only stepped you once, uh, not three times. At least they didn't kill you, they just raped you. At least they didn't take all your money, they just took a little bit of, more, of your money. So we, we normalize these things. It's, it's, it's okay for them to happen as long as something else doesn't happen. When I, when I told people last year that I was robbed, they took my bike, they said at least they didn't step you. <laughs> you know, and this is painful because we things we these things are not normal in 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 some places around the world. But here in South Africa, they're normal. It's like yeah, at least you should be alive. At least they didn't kill you. At least so we need to get to a point where we say to ourselves, what is acceptable, what is not acceptable. What do we do when the not acceptable happens? Instead of justifying it, we need to come up with ways to make sure that there are consequences. Because we also live in a country where there are no consequences. People get away with so much. It's tiring. I think the consequences uh, slash accountability uh, is something that we really do like. And this mentality of saying at least against logo is is one yeah. that strips away accountability. And it's also uh, one mm. um, mentality that strips away, um, you know, for action to be done when injustice is, is made upon the people. How can we strip ourselves from this mentality of at least, uh, even from small things like service delivery? I mean, we, mm. we will clap our hands when the lights yeah. go on, you know. We will be happy yeah. and say, I at least go stage two and we've had more power yeah. throughout the day. Um, it's not like yesterday. And yeah. we if somebody steals, that. Yeah. If still somebody steals a billion rand, we say we'll say at least it's not hundred billion rands. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean I'm not laughing really. I'm not really I'm not laughing. So we need to, to stop. We need to say to ourselves, let's agree, let's go back to the drawing board and agree on what kind of South Africa we want. And and, and again, as I say, where what is acceptable, what's not acceptable? What happens when they're not acceptable happens? Now, the problem is that too many things get away with stuff because there are too many at least out there. You see, Zuma didn't at least didn't do this. 
uh, anybody, the people who do wrong, they didn't at least steal all the money. Somebody abuses all the budget or 30% of the budget, at least they left a little bit of the budget. You know? So we need to say, you, these are the rules. You break the rules, these are the consequences. And, this, and, the, and the thing is that all of that has to be led with a tone that is being set from the front. And we don't have a leader in South Africa, unfortunately, uh, definitely not Ramaphosa, who is able to stand on a moral high ground and say, and say to the rest of us, this is not acceptable. And because when when he does that, other people will look, will point other fingers at him and say, "But what about your sofa, your money in the sofas?" So he doesn't have the moral high ground to to say to everybody, "Guys, this is unacceptable. This is how we should be running our country." And that's a problem. That's why he, I mean, the, the recent SA tourism saga, for instance, a billion rands and all the lies and everything going around the saga. The president just said, "We're distancing ourselves from this." I mean, excuse me, the president is the chief executive of South Africa, and he doesn't distance himself, he must condemn it strongly. Of course, we understand he can't give direct instructions um, for the for the rule of, because of, you know, the rules of separation of powers and this sort of thing. But when the president sets a tone, he doesn't have to give an instruction. He must say, this is not acceptable. Or must be very clear, he must say, I'm distancing myself. What does that mean? I was like, so he's not leading, he doesn't understand. I, I don't think that Ramaphosa, for instance, appreciates the important historic role that he plays in South Africa as leading the republic that comes from so many years of pain to hopefully a better place. He doesn't understand that. But and that but is Sally, painful. So should leaders not lead by example? I grew up in a household where my grandmother was the mother and the father um, oh. to, to us, uh, her grandchildren. And she would mm -hmm. say, don't do what I say, do what I do. That's how I was raised. Yeah, so of course, leaders must lead set... by example. So if the president says mm -hmm. words like, as you have said, I distance mm -hmm. myself, um, does not condone, does not uh, give punitive action. Um, mm -hmm. there's, there's, I mean, look at state capture right now. We are still mm -hmm. awaiting um, most people to be persecuted. We're still yeah. waiting for action. So does that not then say that our leadership, as you have said, is also requiring some sort of scrutiny? They need to scrutinize yeah. themselves and maybe mm. not be leaders up until such time that they learn to be accountable. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, the, the fish rots from the head. We know that. Uh, you're absolutely correct in everything you've just said. Now, the president Ramaphosa once stood up in, in front of TV cameras and standing next to the flag of the Republic of South Africa, wearing a suit, a tie. He was not wearing ANC uh, paraphernalia. He said, I would rather be seen as a weak president or assuming, of the Republic of South Africa than one under whom the ANC is going to split. So basically he said, what is good for the rest of South Africa is if it's not good enough for the ANC, then it's good, it's, it won't happen. So the ANC comes first. So if the leader is not able to, from the front, look, imagine yourself working in a company that says, these are our values. And the, the company goes around telling people, we are the best employer. We take care of our of our people, the women employed now, whoever, everybody employed, we take care of our people. And the employees are the first ones to say, oh, that's not true. That's what they say in their PR messages. South Africa has become like that over time. We say all these things, we go to Davos and say, we are open for business. We are not open for business, okay? There's, the fundamentals are, are wrong all the way. So the, 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 there's nobody to, to, to set that example, to live, to live 
the values of the Republic. And as long as there's nobody at the front to leave the Republic, the values of the Republic, which are enshrined in our Constitution, Bill of Rights and all that, then everybody's going to be running in their own directions like it's happening in South Africa. Everybody's doing their own thing. Nobody's able to stand up and say, hey, 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 stop, stop, stop. We are all like a beer hall talking past each other, shouting past each other, not listening to any anything that anybody else is saying because there's nobody who's able to stand up and say, please shut up, listen, these are the regulations. Now, this culture is not only in politics, Solly. Uh, it's not only mm -hmm. in our household, uh, but it's also yeah. in corporate. It's also in businesses where employees yeah. are, are, are just sluggish. They don't do things mm. with with pride. Uh, the mm. customer service is lacking. People procrastinate mm. or don't do things at all. Um, and, and this hampers productivity for us as South Africans. While the labor laws protect people who are employees, and this mm. also becomes a problem, how can such be solved? Well, you're absolutely correct. Actually, I mean, we, we spoke about leadership, politicians, and leadership at all levels, even in society, not just in business. So when you see somebody opening a car or a taxi window to throw out a can of Coca-Cola or a packet of chips into the road, you ask yourself, what is going on? Surely we, we South Africans need to get to a point where we take responsibility, responsibility at the, at the point where we are able to as individuals. People litter all over the place. People say when somebody in the middle of the road, really, like at 12, 12, like in the middle of the day, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock p.m., 2 p.m., somebody decides to climb onto a traffic light and to remove the, the, the light at the top or a street lamp to remove it. What do people do? Instead of saying, jumping onto that, say, stop it, you can't do this, they take out their phones to film so they can share to them with their friends on, on social media. So we become a community, a society of videographers, okay? We don't condemn wrong. We film it so that we can share it with other people and condemn it on social media. Yeah, it's so disgusting. It shouldn't be happening. Excuse me. Stop the stuff when it's happening right now. Gang up against people who was removing tiling in public places. We, we need to say, excuse me, you can't throw a paper like that. This is a bin over there. If there's no bin, take it with you until you find a bin. We don't do that. We do it ourselves. Some people even say, oh, if I don't throw papers on the ground, then we, I'm not creating jobs for street cleaners. It's nonsense. It's disgusting, actually. <laughs> the same street cleaners that have been seen sweeping um, garbage into gutters, the gutters that are supposed to yeah. give us easy yeah. flow yeah. when there's uh, rain, you know, for drainage, they're blocked yeah. because the same street cleaners are not yeah. being properly trained or assessed or managed or are given accountability. Uh, so they do mm. as willy-nilly as they like. Same can be spoken about the education system. If your yeah. child is in a public school in the lower quintiles, then your child suffers because teachers just sit in the staff room. Uh, Solly, do you mm. remember his or his? Yeah, faintly, I remember the film. You yeah, remember the, 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 how the, the teachers would yeah. sit and drink tea and, and yeah. it's still happening <laughs> in South Africa today. And, yeah. and and if the parent wants good education for their children, and it's not a better education necessarily, mm. but it's with committed teachers where there's accountability, then they take their children to private schools because in our lower quintile government schools, there is no accountability. No, or, or the crime. People protect their friends and brothers who come home holding 
loot that has been stolen. They don't even ask. Somebody could have been killed. A woman could have been raped. Children could have been killed so that that TV or that computer, that phone or whatever it is, should be would be taken from their uh, could be taken from their home. And there are also businesses that 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 have that specialize in reselling stuff. So my bike was stolen for me last year. I've said it before at gunpoint. That 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 bike, I'm told, would have been taken to a bicycle shop that will take it from a street person walking in to say, look, uh, here's a bike. Do you want to give me I don't know five hundred rands, two thousand rands for it? When the bike is foot is worth forty thousand rands. Better perhaps the person who took it from me at gunpoint doesn't even know the worth of it, the price of it. The, the guy who's the who runs the the bicycle shop knows this bike is about 30 or 40 or 50,000 rands. They take it, they give them 5,000 rands, they go to resell it and make profit. So we complain about corruption in government as we should, but we also feed the beast in our local areas, at our schools, in our communities, in other places where we buy stolen stuff, at traffic lights. People buy traffic light because we want to support the poor sellers at the street corner. Some, some of them are selling stuff that's been stolen or somebody knocking at your door to say, hey, I have a TV screen. Do you, do you want it? It's the 2,000 rands. Maybe you could have bought six, it for six or 7,000 rands elsewhere. But you don't know somebody was probably killed and left in their home alone, dying, bleeding to death for that thing to be obtained. Mm -hmm. So we, we as, a South, as a society, we are, we, are, we are the problem ourselves. We feed the beast all the time. Mm. Sally, let's wrap up our conversation. This article of yours, a uh, very interesting one. Just sum it up for us in a couple of seconds. South Africans are so gaslit, we are even grateful for disaster. Yeah, South Africans have, it's, it's, it's all about lowering the standard. It's all about accepting the unacceptable, normalizing the abnormal, and, uh, and, and happily painting pointing fingers at other places when we should be looking into the mirror to say, to ask ourselves, each one of us, what is my role? How am I doing? Am I supposed to be doing this? Am I supposed to be buying this thing? Am I not supposed to be speaking out at this particular thing happening? Instead of taking out my phone to film this thing, should I not say, stop it? I mean, I saw, for instance, last week in Durban, quite recently in Durban, somebody filmed a, two guys walking up to a, 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 a parked car to steal it. Basically, this person, I don't, I don't know how she, he, they knew they were going to steal it, but anyway, they walk up to this car, and the video is about 15, 20 minutes until they get to the point where they break into the car to steal the car. Surely, if I were that person, I'd be saying, hey, what are you doing? Shout it. it was right in the middle of the day. Those guys would have run, run off. They didn't, because this person wanted to, to film the perfect video to share on, on social media. This is what we do. Well, thank you very much for joining us, uh, Solly. Let me quickly read this message as we wrap up. It says, greetings, Patricia and Solly. Patricia, your guest in Switzerland. Um, how I wish Eastern Cape was like one of those smart villages in Switzerland. How can we bring accountability in rural areas, governance? We turn to believe rural areas don't need much development. This is from Josie in PE. Solly, mm. this conversation, this article, one that needed to be had. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much, Patricia, and to your listeners out there. Have a lovely evening. You too.